Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings to everyone and thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, so grateful to the Lord to come before you and share with you uh, the things that the Lord has laid on in our heart to share. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 14th chapter of the book of John. The 14th chapter of the book of John. And we're going to start reading. At verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So, um, the Lord is speaking this, and we'll just give the background of this. Uh, the Lord is speaking this because he has just told his disciples, basically, that the things that I've been telling you for the last few years, that's about to happen. I'm about to be crucified. One of you is going to betray me. Um, um, I'm not. I'm only going to be with you for a little while longer. So he's telling them what they think is bad news, and you know, of course, to them it's bad news. Um, but basically, he's 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 been giving them his goodbye speech, basically, and basically trying to prepare them for what is about to happen, because it's about to be very dramatic. Up until this point, it's been all good in their eyes, uh, in their minds, in their eyes. Uh, uh, This ministry is the best ministry in the world. Uh, We are seeing miracles. We ourselves are are doing miracles. And, you know, yes, there have been times they tried to lay hands on the Lord, but he has always been able to escape. And also their mindsets have been wrong about what was going to take place because they thought that, uh, just like a lot of the Jews at that time, thought that the Messiah was going to come and rescue them from the natural oppressor, which was Rome at that time. But the Lord didn't come to rescue from the the, uh, natural oppressor, but from their spiritual oppressor, which was Satan. And so they thought that they were going to have a king like King David, you know, a man of war. Uh, to, to, to rescue them from their natural oppressions. But uh, it, it ended up being something completely different, and, you know. And so so they obviously are still looking for this, and he's letting them know, basically, I'm about to leave you all. And so now uh, he he can see it on them uh, that they are troubled. So he tells them in, verse, in chapter 14, verse 1, um, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You see that? In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And so he's given them and us a clue of how uh, we get through some tough times and get through some things that are 
hard to deal with and not allow our hearts to be troubled. Look at what he says. He goes right back in verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You see that? Look at what he says, verse 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So he he's telling them there are many mansions in my father. In other words, what is he doing? He's telling them, he's giving them a clue of how not to let, how is that? Look at what's ahead and what the end result is going to be. The day I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I'm going to come again so that I can receive you unto myself, so that where I am, you will be also. See? So he's telling them, right now, we're going to be separated for a little while. But don't don't let that, in other words, what is he saying? Don't let your heart stop where your troubles begin or in the midst of your troubles is what he's saying. See, that's, that's the clue there. You know, many people's uh, hearts are troubled because they refuse to move past uh, an event in their life or something that has happened in their life. And I'm telling you, that's a ploy of the devil to keep you where you, in events that have already taken place and that are, are now in your past. But I guess in reality, they're not in your past as long as you're not, as long as you have not allowed them to uh, be in your past. Something may have happened to you years ago, uh, but, but because you're still holding on to it, uh, that's where you are and your heart is troubled. Now, it is impossible. So hold on to traumatic events and your heart not be troubled. Your heart will be troubled if you don't uh, let go of things. In other words, if you're not thinking past those things and towards your future in Jesus Christ and towards uh, heaven, you see that, your heart will be troubled. You know, some people uh, can be happily married, can be in a good marriage, and they cannot even enjoy their marriage because of something that happened in their past. You see, in other words, they letting something that happened in their past still be victorious uh, in their lives, you see, giving it more weight than what it what it deserves. My sister, uh, she used to work in a uh, mental hospital, and uh, she it was a lady there uh, who, there was a lady there, she said, that she thought worked there because she talked with the lady, and, and to her, the lady seemed normal, didn't seem like she was a mental patient. You know, she dressed normal and all of that, and she just seemed like she was normal. She would talk to her uh, whenever she went to work and things like that. And at some point, she found out that the lady was actually a patient in that mental hospital and that really had lost her mind, and, and this is how she – so somebody told her that, and then one day it, it was just hard for her to believe until one day the lady got – some visitors, and these visitors were grown people, were grown people, and uh, they were and uh, they were twins, a boy and a girl, but they were grown, already grown, and probably had children of their own, and these visitors came to visit this lady, and she found out they, they, that they were her children, uh, but she referred to them as babies, and she talked to them like they were babies. And the reason why was because the lady who was a patient in the hospital had gotten into a car accident years before then when they were babies. And her mother was killed in that car accident. 
and from and the devil stuck her mind, had her mind stuck in in that accident where she was so troubled that she never got past it. And so when her grown children, who were now grown now, would come see her, in her mind, they were still babies. They were still where they were, you know, uh, when she was in that accident, when they were all in that accident. In her mind, she still had small babies. So now that that proves the point there, you see. Something could happen years ago, and, and, and it could appear to you that everything is normal. Like to my sister, it appeared that this lady was normal. She had normal conversation. She didn't come across as being crazy or, you know, something mental wrong with her. But whenever she visited anybody that was familiar, in, in other words, uh, somebody that was familiar to her, then she was stuck where she was stuck, uh, uh, where she was at that traumatic time. So how does this relate to this, what we're talking about? You can be talking to everybody else just as normal, and nobody can know that you're stuck in a certain place. But what happens when you are around people that have traumatized you or that were in that place with you when you were traumatized? Do you act in unforgiveness? Do all of those emotions still come back? You see that? Like from from what you experienced before, even though it was years ago, that's how you know, you see. Uh, that's how you know that your, that your heart is troubled. When your heart goes back, it, it is in a place where you were when something uh, traumatic uh, happened to you. You see that? And so then here the Lord gives us a clue of how to handle it. He, he says, uh, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So look at what the first thing he says after that, though. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. So that's the first thing, believe in God. And then he's saying, if you believe in God, then you also believe in me. But look at what he tells him, that I, look at all of this, what I have for you, is what he's saying. Now, do you, in other words, what is he saying? Do you want to let your troubled heart stop you from even enjoying the idea and the thought of what God has for you? You know how many people's marriages are damaged and are hurt right now today because of something that have happened in their past and they can't enjoy where they are right now. They, they, they don't think, Oh, I got a wife that loves me or I have a husband that loves me. That's what matters. You see, that's what matters. But they can't think that way. It's, it's about, you know, what somebody have done to me and then they're making everybody else pay for it. You see, in other words, regardless of how their spouse loved them or whoever it is that loves them, Regardless of that, I'm still stuck and my heart is still troubled behind something that has happened in my past. And I think it's sad. I want you to think about something. And we're still hitting, and we're going to hit this because the Lord is telling me to, how God has blessed you with a marriage. And you can't even enjoy that marriage because of something in your past. And then you wonder why. Other blessings are hindered. You see that? Does God want to shower you with all of the blessings he has for you, for you not to enjoy them because you can't get over things in your past? Because your heart, see, 
if your heart is troubled, then it's trouble about no matter what situation you're in. No matter how good a situation is, you won't see it because of your heart being troubled. You see that? And so here he gives us a clue. Look, look at the blessings that God has for you. You see that? And I'm not, and not just has for you. Look what he says. In my father's house are many mansions. This isn't just talking about something in the future. What is he saying? I have a mansion for you right now. And that's what the Lord is saying to us today. Look at all. Look around you. Look at how I've blessed you. But you won't even know how far you've come, and you won't even be able to enjoy the experiences of the blessing because of your heart being troubled. How many people are stuck in the prison of their past? Their heart is troubled, and they think, and then want to cry to the Lord about, you know, more blessings and, and things like that. You won't even know it's a blessing. Everything, when your heart is troubled from things of your past, Everything you experience is going to be, in your mind, is going to be a curse because you're going to find something wrong with it all. You see that? You're, you're going to find something wrong with it. You see, so verse 3, he says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Now, let's talk about what this, we know he's talking about naturally, so that we will be where he is. But you know, the Lord also spoke on spiritual matters. And this is talking about also something spiritual. The Bible says, let this mind that being you that was in Christ Jesus. It also talks about how we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are, right now, as believers, we are supposed to be in the same place spiritually that the Lord is in. That where he is, we will, are supposed to be also. What does that mean? Regardless of what we are going through, listen, ain't none of us going to be able to avoid things happening in our lives that can trouble our hearts, that can, you know, uh, do damage. But really what is up to is the individual of whether or not they're going to overcome or whether or not they're going to be overcame. You see that? But you can have two sets of people. Both of them have gone through the same thing, but they're both in different places. Now, some of our problem is this. Nobody says that you're not, you were not a victim of whatever it was that happened in your past. But listen, at some point, you have to pick up that victim's torch and continue to carry your victimization with you in life. You see that? And that's what causes your heart to be troubled. When you choose to continue to be a victim, you see that? You know, at some point now, it just has to just flat out just tell you, you just have to get over it. You get, The devil comes after everybody. You see that? It, it ain't nobody that's living that's got some age on them that haven't gone through something. See? But you just have to make a choice to get over it. And it can't be based on whether or not somebody else have asked for forgiveness or they have apologized or whether they have made it right or cases. They may never make it right. But, but what's that got to do with you? You see that? Because the truth be told, offense don't want to be satisfied to begin with. No, offense don't want to be satisfied. If, if somebody has that spirit of offense, it cannot be satisfied. It's going to always be to play the victim. And so, we have to, as believers, make a choice 
to be in that heavenly place with Christ Jesus, to be where he is. In other words, to not allow the things that happen to us in this world to trouble us. You see that? You ought to be more concerned. And usually that person that's struggling with that is selfish by nature. Let me explain why. Because if you've been victimized by someone, And they, since, and they have genuinely done you something wrong, you would have to be self-focused, not to be concerned about where they are to cause them to treat you the way that they have treated you. You know, I remember watching uh, this, this video some years ago of an old lady uh, who was robbed uh, by gunpoint. Somebody, had, this guy had gotten to her car. She was an older lady. I think she was shopping or something, had just got finished shopping. And she was robbed. This man, this man just got in her car, just just got in the front seat with her and pulled a gun on her and, and told her to give up her money or whatever. And she just began to talk to him like, young man, you know, you shouldn't do that. And, I, and she just talked to him. And he eventually started crying and asked for forgiveness and apologized. And she did, and she even ended up giving him some money to help him. And she was telling him, you don't, but you don't have to go down this road, you know. And, and and I don't know what happened to the young man. I don't remember all of the, the basics of the story, but he will never forget that, that somebody who he was victimizing cared enough about him, even in that moment with a gun pointed in her face. Now, this was an old lady, you know, and she probably had the mind saying, you know what, I, I'm about to leave here anyway. I don't, you know, there ain't no gun phase me. I done seen it all already, <laughs> you know, so. No, I'm not faced. <laughs> but I'm sure that touched him that the the person that he was victimizing cared enough about him. She was a believer. She was a Christian. She made that known when they interviewed her. But cared enough about him to say, you know what? You don't have to go down this path. You don't have to you don't have to go around robbing people. You know, that's not a way to live. You see that? And and so we ourselves, we can help people if we learn to get out of ourselves and not allow our hearts to be troubled. This woman, she could have started, you know, mothers against mothers against um, robbers or whatever. You know, the old poor lady. You know, think about that. The natural eye, that's the way you think. This poor old lady was robbed. You know, she just barely making it on her social security now, and then this guy just gets enough. And she could have carried that torch to the grave. You know, yeah, I was the poor old lady, and, and I was robbed. And it's not, you know, yes, yeah, she could have carried that torch. But, you know, she decided to do care about somebody else, even the person that was victimizing her. She decided, you know what, it ain't just about me. I guess she'd live long enough to understand that. It ain't just about me. This this person here, you know, he, he must have had a, a bad life himself to feel like he needed to, to go down that road, you know, or maybe somebody just didn't, maybe he just felt like he didn't have no other hope but to do that. I don't know, but either way, I'm not going to think about myself in this moment. I'm going to think about him, and we're going to talk to him and see if we can change his life. See, lives are changed when our hearts aren't troubled about something, and we're not stuck in a place where the devil, you know. Listen, if I if I know that the devil has built a prison for me to stay in, if I'm a believer, do you think I'm going to stay there? You see that? Then you better know that the situations that you have gone through in your life that were designed to, to traumatize you was a prison built by the devil. Now, the thing about it is that door is open. He, he can't keep you there if you're a believer. 
you have to make a decision to stay there. And that's up to you. You see that? And, and the thing about it, and I have found that out, you can't pull anybody out of that. They have to be willing to come out of that. You see that? They have to be willing to come out of that. And, and, and so if, but if you choose to live in that prison, you can get married in prison. You can have children in prison. You can have a nice car, a nice house in prison. And you can have all the blessings that you can afford in, in this life in prison. But you know what? You can't enjoy it if you're in prison. Everybody understand. Even naturally, so let's think about it. I've seen people go to jail that had a house, a big, nice house paid for, a nice car, you know, children, wife, at home, everything outside loved them. But they couldn't enjoy it because they were in prison. And they would not be able to enjoy it until they'd gotten out of prison. And so if you understand that the traumatic situations, whatever issues have come up, that, that, that the devil have built that prison for you, you have to know that as long as you choose to remain in that prison, as long as you choose to remain in that prison, you cannot enjoy the things that God has for you. You see that? Your husband might be real. Your wife might be real. Nice house, nice car, whatever the case is, just whatever God has for you, you can't enjoy those things to the fullness as long as you're in prison. It's going to always be what was me, you see that? And so that's a troubled heart. And the Lord don't want us, don't want you to have a, a troubled heart. Let's um, let's learn to to look forward, you know, and to move on. Let's not, like this word says, let not your heart be troubled. You know that when you see that word let, you know what it means? That you, it's something that you allow. It's something that you let happen. In other words, when you see that word let, you can always be assured that it's, it's within your power. You see that? That's within your power. When the Lord tells you to let or to not let, what is he saying? He's putting the ball in your court. That's in your power. You see that? And so it's in your power to walk in the authority and the freedom of Christ. You see that? You made it. And so don't don't be in that spiritual prison. Forgive people. Move on. Think about their souls. Pray for them. You see that? And and you'll and, 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 and the Lord will help you in this manner. All right, so we want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something was said that have blessed you and that have uh, helped you today, and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you in the future. Have a blessed day.